few guys. We were down to a guitar and a keyboard. Slightly, actually, I'm slightly guilty for that. Um, I actually had a bit of a communication blunder on my side. We were supposed to have a, some other instruments this morning. But I thought, nevertheless, it actually teaches us something about our heart, you know. When we don't have, we don't have drums, when you don't have a bass guitar, when, you don't, when your team's a bit lower, do we still worship or do we, you know, do we, do we get carried away with the instruments? What, what, is our, what is our agenda? What, is our, what does our hearts look like? And um, can I pr- quickly pray for us, and then we're going to get into this, to this message. Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you, Lord, for the privilege of just sharing what I believe you've la- laid on my heart, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that as this message is being brought up, I really pray that your voice comes through strongly, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you would convict us, and you come and change our, change our hearts, Lord to become and want to become more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so my name is Tian. I've been part of this church for probably too long. (laughs) I've been here since, um, someone asked me the other day, like, since when have you been in this church? Um, I think, as long as I can remember, I think I was about 15. It's 2000. 2007, 2008, yeah. So it's, it's a while ago. Um, so I'm not, I'm not 15 anymore, but um, I've aged, yeah. I, I'm a timeless. <laughs> Should we pray again for the Lord to open your eyes, <laughs> the transformation? No, wonderful. So this morning, I want to speak to us um, about that it's time to grow. I had another title for this message, I won't share it, but I really feel it's time to grow for us. And how many of you have actually set New Year's goals for yourself this year? Anyone? New Year's goals? Have you guys just let it go? Is it just a defeat, you know? Like, uh, I've given up on New Year's goals. That was something for the millennials, uh, the, the year 2000s. Um, I do feel some, I somehow share your sentiment. But yeah, so there's a couple of you who've set some new goals, um, but who's actually set some action points to it? Okay, we've got one. Maybe two. Okay. Now, the problem is that actually many of us, you know, and it's, it's typical that the same type of theme gets recurring. It's a gym membership, you know, it's these weight loss goals, the latest diets, um, bad habits, getting rid of bad habits, and whatever they are. Emotions, emotional commitments. I'm going to be a happy person this year. Nothing's going to upset me. I'm going to be a happy person. Has anyone made that commitment before? Has that worked? Not. <laughs> if you realize this, like, life is like this, you know, you, you find consistency, but we're not always happy. So we've actually, over time, as you start going in about a month of the year, I felt like as I go in the first week of this year, my... I went to this meeting, and I was like, yo, I'm going to be positive this year. This is going to be, I'm going to be great. And everyone's like, are you mad? And, yo, it was in the middle of a, a very difficult discussion about who's going to pay money. Um, so it's going to, it was a difficult meeting conversation. At the end of that meeting, I felt like, yo, this is rough. After a week, I thought I was going to die. And then 
It's now end of end of Jan, so here we are. Um, so it's been a it's been a tough year. <laughs> I said to someone, "Don't worry. The end of the year is almost here. We're gonna go on a holiday soon, so just relax." Way too positive. So I think there's a bit of a balance. But anyways, I think I'm going off my notes. I just want to keep track of time. But we have all have this graveyard of dead and broken dreams, really, because we have, we've set these amazing goals, but we've actually, few of us have actually set action plans and a few have actually really, really, really resolved to, got the resolve to commit to them. And so that's why we keep failing and failing and failing out our little uh, dreams, you know, and plans and perspectives. I think the only one that I really succeeded was in stopping sugar in my coffee. Uh, that was probably 2015. That's pretty much it. Um, so, yeah. so I felt a theme for this year. And uh, I felt as the Lord, as I go into this year, I really, I didn't ask for it. I didn't sit and have a long time of fasting or anything like profound that you would maybe expect. But I just felt the Lord whisper something to my ear. And I had to test it over time. And the same theme keeps recurring. The same thing is being repeated to me. It's, I felt the Lord say, less talking and more doing. That's a theme I believe is crossed for us as a church. I believe it's a a theme for us, um, for me and my life. I feel it's a theme for my work. It's everything. And it's definitely applicable for us. So do we talk a good talk or do we live it? Do we say we love Jesus or do we do it? Do we live it? It's very quiet in this room suddenly. I'm just letting, letting it hang there. 1 Corinthians 4 verse 20 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. Paul's actually taking, in the Corinthian church, the church was in a mess when Paul went saying this. This is obviously not today's time, but it pretty much got the same type of scenario, same type of issues we're sitting in today's culture. So it's just a different time, but same issues. You know, people are people. They haven't changed because the times have changed. So Paul was addressing at that time, just give you some idea, factions in the church. One says, I believe in Paul. One says, I'm going to follow Apollos. The other one says, I'm going to follow this guy. I'm going to follow that guy. And the church is tearing itself apart. It says, it was full of arrogance, claims of spiritual superiority over one another, division, jealousy, taking one another to public courts, abusing the communion meal, quarreling, sexual immorality, pagan practices, and misunderstanding of godly values, principles like grace, marriage, etc., and the list goes on. So we've got a church here that's in, the, in a mess, and Paul's writing this letter saying, we'll test, well, we'll test it when, when I come. I'm not a man of eloquent speech, he says, in the book of Corinthians, he says, but I believe to have power, I don't want to just talk. And so when we are measured one day in front of the throne room of God, God's going to measure us one day. He's going to say, well, how much did you talk and how much did you actually walk? So I don't want us to feel condemned. I don't want us to kind of, I'm not, I I really felt, and as I was praying, I was crying this week. I said, Lord, please let this not be taken as a way of me hitting people with a stick. I really don't want to do that. But I want to encourage us to say, guys, let's do some inspection in our hearts. How many times? We say we're going to do something and we don't. I'm guilty. How many times have I promised I'm going to have a bribe with someone and connect with someone and I just didn't? Has, have I any, promised anyone a bribe and I didn't bribe with you? Put your hands up. <laughs> <laughs> so I love bribing. I'm terrible. There's no excuse for it. I apologize. 
So that, that's an example. That's an example. I'm not perfect. So how much do we talk and how much do we do? So we see the church is in a mess. And that's why Paul actually says to them in 1 Corinthians 3 verse 2. Is almost, is almost, remember that the books of the Bible wasn't written like a little sequence of chapters. It was written as a letter. So towards the beginning of this letter to them, he says, Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly. Mere infants in Christ, I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly. For since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? When one says, I follow and Paul, and another says, I follow Paulus, are you not human beings? Sorry, I carried on there. I didn't give the rest of that verse. But it comes down to, let me not go in there just yet, but I think it's time for us to start eating a piece of steak. I really think it's time for us to move away. For those who have been walking with Christ for a while, I do believe it's time for us to transition from a place of milk to a place of actually now we want to get to the meat. When I start, yeah, if you actually, so I've got a little daughter, Mia, who's now fast asleep. She's four months old. Um, she's at a point now where she needs to transition from milk and start getting in solid foods. Now, we, we are going to do the veggies. So that's a good reminder. Thank you, Karen. So, <laughs> she can't eat a piece of steak. She's not ready for it. She has no teeth. She isn't ready. She's structurally, she isn't physically, she isn't ready for it. And so, spiritually, we can't jump. Just We can't just have milk, 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 and study want to digest Steak, 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 steak. We need to start growing from this point to that point. But if we don't set any goals, if we don't actually make a plan to get here, we will never, ever get there. And we'll be stuck at the point of where we've just given our lives to Jesus. And that's going to be our mountain where we make recommitments, recommitments, recommitments. But actually, if we do what Christ has called us to, we're going to actually start moving into a place of maturity. And I'm going to go into that just now. So, and if you're sitting here for the first time, I... I want to welcome you. If you haven't heard the good news of Jesus, I really want to say that the good news of Jesus is probably the best news that you will ever hear. A story of Jesus wanting to redeem mankind from the beginning. He's actually planned, he's authored it. I need to tell you there's no big bang. Only when God created the earth, it was a bang. But it was systematically started adding things and his trees, like whoo, trees came up. But actually the truth is God created the heavens and the earth. God had a plan we actually created man with free will and he made them to choose and they with that choice he said well i'm going to make it possible for you that when you choose me there's going to be life and freedom and redemption because it was all corrupted by satan and if you want to know who satan is and his plans and his things you can always come and ask and i can elaborate on that But there was a man on the cross when Jesus sent his son to die for us that we can actually live free today. So we enter into that space. So when you get saved, you move from a place of not knowing to knowing him and you start getting spiritual milk. And then over time as you start walking out your faith, not talking but doing, you start moving to maturity. 
And you start growing in the Lord. So I want to encourage growth this morning. So number one, what is, does it mean to grow? For those making notes. So number A, one A, if you, will, if you like points, like me. So to live and ask in faith. James 1 verse 6 says, but let him ask in faith. Some of them is going to ring a bell for some of us. But when you ask, you must not believe and not doubt because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. I'm just going to give it fast. Point number B, remain steadfast under trials. He's consistent. He's not all over the place. Are we all over the place? Is my preach all over the place? Are we, are we consistent? Um, that's James 1 verse 12. Number C, I'm just going to give it, I don't have, I can't give all the scriptures. C is to ask for wisdom from the Lord. You don't go to the self-help book. You don't go to the next five steps of waking the 5 a.m. club. You don't read, those are great books. Some of those books are quite cool. They're quite helpful. But is that your source of wisdom? If that is, you've got a big problem because you're not delving into God, you're delving into man. And man will fail. You see, the worldly system will crumble. I think uh, Donnie had a system, we actually spoke about Babylon. And that's the whole system was engineered to actually become, it's actually under the dominion of Satan. So we've got to be very careful. I'm not saying the self help books are, but I'm saying we've got to be very careful what we take in and what we place above God. So very careful about those things. And I, I love those books. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying be careful. So to ask wisdom from the Lord, that's James 1 verse 5. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives generously to all without approach, and it will be given to him. Number D is not a hearer, but a doer of the word. That's James 1 verse 22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves and number e is live for not this is a big one live not for yourself but lay down your life for jesus in the kingdom galatians 5 verse 13 and it goes on to verse 15 i'm not going to go into that one yet but i'll go into okay um, to lay down your life for others i'll give you another scripture Romans 12, verses 1. It says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. If you want to measure someone that's mature in their faith, look at, do they actually lay down their life for others or not? They've transitioned from living for their own needs and their own goals and things like that, they start laying down, they don't really care about their own life anymore. They start living for others. So if you've got, a, if you're following a leader in the church and I'm, and I'm encouraging that, and I believe all our leaders too, is do they actually transition, did they, are they actually laying down their life for others or not? That's, that's the Josh Jin things. We've got to, it's dying so that we can live, but also dying for others. You guys are, look a bit um, tired. Is it eating hard? Is it eating hard? Okay. Is it good? Okay. All right. So you guys are okay? Okay. All right. Point number two. So we moved away from the one A's, B's, and C's. And I'm in number two. 
It says, what does a spiritual mature person look like? Oops, I actually renamed it. Can I rename it? What is the result of growth? I made a bit of a change last night and this morning. Okay, now we're going to get into the, to the part where, that I actually like, really, really, really like. If you want to test growth, you check it fruit. You check the fruit of the person. This, the, the, previously, I mentioned some good measurements, but this is probably the ultimate measurement. Does the person bear good fruit or not? And is it consistent and is it constant? Or is it just the odd apple here, the odd pear there? You know, like that's what we're looking for. We're looking for consistent and constant growth. I know we're not perfect and we, we honestly make mistakes. There's time in my life where I haven't bear fruit in quite a couple of areas. And I do believe still in some areas I don't bear fruit properly at all. Um, I'm just like you. I, I'm not perfect. So if you, if you feel like I'm, I've got it all wax, I don't. Um, I simply don't. So have you guys ever seen a, a, a fruit tree that doesn't bear fruit though? Or bad fruit? You know, if you, what, what usually is that? So what usually kind of makes up that mix? Well, firstly, if you cut a tree off from water, completely if in South Africa anywhere next to a national road that tree will never ever bear fruit um, or you won't see it because it gets taken off so fast um, a tree that's not rooted properly you take the tree you keep moving it around chuk, 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 chuk. If, anyways, if, if you like church hopping you know you take a tree then chuk. I'm in this church this, this Sunday two weeks later that pastor said something I don't like like I'm here, okay, cool. And then, you're there. We call them shooting stars. They're wonderful for three months or two months or one month. And like, they're wonderful. They show so much like growth and potential in the Lord. And then, they get arrogant and they just leave to the next place. And like, next place. And it's, I've seen so many of those all over the place. I didn't say stay 15 years in one congregation. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> um, go with where the Lord sends you but be consistent be find a place where you can be fed where you can be rooted and grafted in and then if the Lord sends you out of the place leave well don't leave with bitterness and fights and anger and stuff leave well your, your story is, is reflect. I remember um, yo, I nearly um, I nearly made a, I think it was a couple of years ago, I nearly moved to Johannesburg for some work opportunity. And it was a quite a good one. Um, I'd probably be in a, sure, even a better position financially and more in line with what I wanted in my career. I wanted it. Um, and I remember sitting with, before I just picked up and left, I actually had a chat with the leader at the time and he asked me a couple of questions. And I realized this was all selfish. It was, there was nothing in this that was actually from God. It was all me. And I had to lay that down. I had to, to really lay that down. And God did something else in that, in that place. And he's done, he's somehow God's blessing found another way in. If you're not pruned properly, you don't bear a lot of fruit. 
And if you're not treated treat for insects and things like that, little treatments that, you know, like this little insect, um, I don't know what you call it, um, an Afrikaans insect doder. What do you call it? Repellent. No, it sounds like sorry. Pesticides, yeah. Um, if any of green thumbs here and don't like pesticides, I'm sorry, but if, you, if, you are, if you're making a field for a supermarket and you've got a whole vineyard and you don't treat for pesticides, your crop's going to be pretty much, it's going to suck. So isn't that what our lives really start looking like spiritually? If we don't receive water from the Holy Spirit, we die. We actually, some of us, we become, if we don't feed, if we don't feed off the life of the Holy Spirit, what happens? We die. If we don't, if, we, if the Holy Spirit doesn't come and deal with issues, the pests in our lives, what happens? We don't bear fruit. If we don't, if we're not rooted and grafted in, like I said before, we don't bear fruit. And so we've got we to gotta be mindful that we don't just talk the talk, but walk the walk with spiritual disciplines and things like that. Galatians 5 verse 22, in case you don't know, just as a reminder for us of what the fruit of the Holy Spirit is. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with all its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Do you know there's one aspect of our lives that, is, that ruins everything? Do you know what that is? Who knows? Does anyone want to take a shot? Exactly. Pride. Arrogance. 100%. It's the only, it's one of the, well, not the only thing, but probably one of the biggest things that's incompatible with all those fruits. The moment pride or arrogance steps in, you start nullifying your ability to bear fruit. And everything that comes out of it is gunk. Everything is a motive. Everything is an agenda. Everything is for me, and look at me, and it's my time. If God has given you... Remember, God gives the, there's the fruit that we're talking about, the fruit of the Spirit, and then there are spiritual gifts. I'm talking about, let's say, a healing gift. I'm talking about a prophetic gift. I'm talking about a gift of tongues. If arrogance steps in, you are now the man of the hour. You're going to make things happen, and you're going to manufacture a miracle or something because you can't, you're, you're, you're so proud, you can't get that tainted. You're going to do whatever needs to be done, but you, it, it's your time. And you step in. The moment that happens, you step in in front of the Holy Spirit. And you actually corrupt the whole beauty of what Christ wants to do. And sometimes by the grace of God, remember the gifts of God are actually irrevocable. So if God has given you ability to sing, he's not going to make you sing false immediately. Unless God radically feels he's going to make that do, and do that specifically for a season. But generally, if God gives you a voice to sing, or God gives you ability to prophesy, or God gives you ability to speak, or charismatic, if whatever it is, if God gives it to you, it's not going to change that. But it can be so mutilated and manipulated that to a point where actually it bears no glory to God. So if, I, if I'm arrogant and I'm starting to prophesy, it's going to go well, and the grace of God can go for a while. 
and it's going to look fine, and it's going to look fine, and it looks fine, and suddenly something's going to go off. And it's going to look fine, it's going to look fine. You're going to have a five-minute, let's say a five-minute pr- uh, prophetic word for someone. And suddenly, 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 and then something's just slightly off. Okay, cool, we're going to go, we're going to go. And then something was slightly off, and it's just, eventually you start doing, go off the trails. So arrogance kills us. So if anyone feels entitled that they should be in a different place, if they feel that they must be on a Sunday morning, I want to, I want to say to you, be careful. And I believe it's good to desire leaders. If anyone wants to be an elder, desire to be an elder, that's a good thing. The word says that. But if that, or if you want to be deacon and that's a desire, and like, I'm not seen and I'm not that. If I want to be an com leader, I want, I'm not seen, I'm not this. You want a promotion at work. Like, these guys aren't making it working. Don't they believe what, I've got skills, man. I've got skills. Don't they know what they, what they have in me? I'm going to do it. I'm going to, so I'm going to go out of my way to prove myself now. So then you start making it quite unhealthy. You're going to start making this thing right before it happens. And it's a dangerous place to be in. It's a very dangerous place. Be very careful. So if you've got arrogance, ask the Lord. Don't ask me, but ask the Lord. Am I? Lord, do you think I'm arrogant? Do you think I've got pride in my life? No, the Lord says, I've got no pride in me. I've got no arrogance. Have you ever had that thing like, I've got pride? No, I'm not arrogant. No, I'm not proud. I've had those moments. And then God, and then suddenly, I just wait till the end of the day. And then my wife says to him something to me. And I'm like, yo, man, I suck. <laughs> Lord, help me. Okay, let's move on. James 4, verse 6, he says, but he gives grace. Oh, gives us more, oh, he gives us grace. So the scripture says that God opposes the humble but, sorry, God opposes the proud. Oops, this is, this is uh, Yohandre speaking. Uh, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Okay, I'm going to start winding down. Before the Lord, we can have no reservations, my last point. So, what am I trying to, I just want to wrap it up with this point. So, if we are holding back from the Lord our gifts, talents, abilities, if we, are done, if we are stopping growth in our lives, I really think one day, if God has given us the time to exercise that gift, if God's given us the time to, to live out what is mandate, mandated us to do, I think we shouldn't waste it. I think we, I think we should give heed to that. I was, I was listening to that um, as a good example of me was that prayer this morning about ESCOM um, and, and, I, and, I, and I love your heart and I love um, Karen's heart this morning we look around and say okay well this point the prayer point comes on it's like oh, do I feel it do I not feel it you know like what are, what are they on about you're like it's gone like no it's on it's off it's on it's off it's on it's off but it doesn't really affect mine my life is an on off life you know um, but, but how serious do we want to take God or not how serious do we want to take him and I'll leave it with us when we worship sure Lord please um, how, do, how do we worship how do we? Sorry, it's been a long day. <laughs> um, when we worship, do we 
Do we worship God like this, reserved? And, I'm, and I don't want to poke on people that worship like this. If you really, this is your move, you know, this is your move. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to judge anyone. Um, I know worship is from the heart. But I, I, want to, I want to challenge us on one point. And I know we brought up differently and there's a charismatic church and there's a conservative church. You know, there's, there's, all, there's an ancient battle going on, it feels like it. But when we worship, do we, do we consider Psalms? Do we, when it says, He's given us His whole body to worship Him. And I don't, honestly, I don't go every day when I'm at home and I go, I don't go like, Woohoo, Lord, woohoo. I stand and dance in front of my TV like a crazy banana. Like, are they doing the 1970s? What was that fitness thing? Like, and a one, and a two, and the guy with his speeder on from the police or something. I saw that the other day. I thought it was amazing. Huh? Body Pete. Oh, that was, someone said to me, that was her team that in the army. That's, that's a bit scary, guys. Um, <laughs> I got a fright. Um, like a look, and the guy's like sitting with his snoriki and his little speedo. It's like, and a one, and a two, and a three. <laughs> but he's using his body. He's, he's enjoying himself. Good, fair. So I don't want to take a poke. I think the guys have been in the army is good. Um, it taught a lot of discipline. I don't really want to take, take fun out of that. But um, when we worship, do we worship God with every fiber of our being? Do we, say to, do we realize that this this flesh does not want to worship the Lord. I think someone asked me this morning, Tian, why do you jump up and down when you start worship? And I thought, well, I'll tell you why. Um, I heard a piece the other, like a, quite a while ago, a couple of years ago, and it actually says in Psalms, it says, wake up, you sleeper. This flesh does not want to worship the Lord some days. I don't want to do this. I really don't want to jump up and down like a lunatic. But I know as I start giving up and dying in the flesh, if I die of all my pride, I die of all my, and I humiliate myself sometimes even before the Lord, I know that I'm killing off my pride. I know I'm killing off my reservations. And then all that's left is Jesus to find me as I am. So, Please don't see me as a, as a knock. If this is your move, that's your move. I, I'm, not, I'm not God. I don't know what your, what your life and your circumstances are like. But I want to challenge you. Consider it. Consider the word. Consider Revelation 4. It says, they bowed down before the Lord. They cast their crowns before him. They said, holy, holy. There was nothing. There was no reservations before the Lord. When we have opportunity to exercise our gifts, opportunities to grow, do we, do we use them? Sure, it feels like a hard, <laughs> hard one. So, amen. So I want to pray for us this morning. After one thing. If you feel that your life is, you've come here for the first time, maybe you, or you've been here for a while, but actually you've, well, even I was speaking on something like spiritual maturity or growth, and actually, you've never given your life to Jesus, and you want to do that this morning. Do you want to be brave? Do you want to put up your hand? And then we will pray for you. Is there anyone? Okay. You can always chat after the meeting if you want. Anyone that feels like, number two, is anyone here that actually is like, man, 
I've heard what you're saying, but actually I'm so far off from God at this point that I don't, I just want to get back to him to start off with. I've given my life to the Lord before, but actually I'm, I'm just so far off that I actually need to make right with the Lord. Is there anyone like that? Just put up your hand. And then lastly, this is for us. Those who want to talk less and do more. If that's you, I'm standing. I don't, I'm not here for demanding responses, but if that's you and you really want that, you want to talk less and you want to do more, do you want to stand and let's pray together? Okay. So Father, I thank you for this morning. I pray that 